Uh, Jeffy, I wanted to ask you as well, because you, you have a way, way higher tolerance level for comic book nonsense. Batman, the new adventures, like the, the, the sort of kind of fourth season of Batman, the animated series. Is there anything that I should watch in there? Because every time I get to that point when I'm watching the show, then I'm like, oh yeah, I hate this. Yes. There is one episode you should watch and it's called, uh, over the edge. Uh, it's a scarecrow episode. Okay. And uh, it does some cool stuff. Okay, cool. Just one episode. I can I can commit to one episode. Yeah, I'll watch okay. that and then I'll stop. Uh, the second episode I would recommend is Growing Pains, which is a Tim Drake-centric episode. Clayface is involved. That's another fan favorite. But yeah, if you're going to watch one over the... Right, I'm actually going to write so this I, down. I remember watching these when they were new and it was like the first or second episode. Clayface is just around for some reason and they don't acknowledge the fact that he was uh, dissipated into a, a lake previously. Yeah. Well, that was really upsetting. He got better. He got better, <laughs> he got better somehow. <laughs> I don't know. He got better. Stupid. Time in the era of great chaos when the Earth and the Moon were at war with insert credit. This is episode 263 of the only video game podcast with an array of topics occasionally submitted by an eclectic audience and timed by a horrible bugger. I'm Alex Jaffe, and the dish I am best at cooking myself is a turkey stir fry. Ooh, uh, is this Thanksgiving specific? You just said the dish. Yeah, just I'm the best. dish. Uh, any dish? Any dish. Oh, gosh. Not, okay. not a Thanksgiving dish. It doesn't have to be Thanksgiving. Not necessarily. Okay. okay. Well, uh, I'm Frank Cifaldi, and I'm, I'm actually a pretty good cook. Um, so what am I best at? What am I proud of? Just eggs in general. I'm, I'm a breakfast eggs man. And uh, I, I think if I had to pick one style that I excel at, well, I, I have mastered the, uh, the, the French omelet at this mm. point, which is very difficult to do. I did that because... Uh, uh, someone, maybe Jacques Pepin, said that it's kind of like the ultimate test of a chef. So I was like, I'm going to do that. So I'll make you a French omelet right now. To me, my eggs, man. But really, just soft scrambled eggs is something that uh, no one gets right. Everyone pulls them too late and they, they become rubbery. But uh, I'm, I'm good at keeping them sort of soft and creamy. I'm Tim Rogers, and uh, the dish I'm best at cooking for myself uh, is, uh, I guess it would be, it would be Japanese curry. Um, but I mean, I don't really talk about it too much. Uh, I don't like self-identify as a Japanese curry guy. You know, I don't walk around acting like an expert about it. I just, I, I'm, I'm pretty good at making it. And I make it for myself. And it's been over 10 years since anyone else has tasted my Japanese curry. And I intend to keep it that way uh, because I don't care. <laughs> I don't care what anybody else thinks about it. You know how to cook to your palate. That's important. Yeah, it's uh, I don't uh, by my definition it's very good and uh, I don't care what anybody else's definition is. Um, ever since uh, cooking it for and every time I used to cook it and anybody else would eat it, they would ask why there's not any meat in it if they could have some meat to put into it <laughs> um, and etc uh, etc et and it just drove me so nuts that I started just refusing to let anyone else ever taste it, which uh, made my girlfriend at the time very cartoonishly upset because she 
Uh, she said she liked it, but she just wished she could put some meat in it. And I refused to to let her uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. uh, to let her put like a pork cutlet in there. She's like, I'm just gonna get a pork. I got pork cutlets from the supermarket. And I just want to put it in there. I'm like, no. It's designed to be eaten with plantains. I, I'm not gonna go into too much of what the, uh, the the experience of it is. It's unique and it's delicious. And thank you. Uh, Give me thank one. You. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, come on over sometime. I, I haven't cooked it in a, in a little bit, in a couple of years, but uh, it's uh, it's quite good. It just, it takes like twelve hours to make is the problem. So I do occasionally recall when we made uh, we made that spicy udon soup and uh, nearly killed Azure Laura Corrigan, who uh, just had to, had to lay down on the floor. <laughs> oh, that soup was nothing. <laughs> that soup was nothing. Yeah, it was. Uh, it, but it was it was uh, it was fun. It was fun making it in that little place. Um, I'm Brandon Sheffield. I'm just gonna go Thanksgiving because that's what's coming up, and uh, I'll, I'll mention that I make a pretty good vegetarian gravy. It's not gre- it's not vegan. It does have butter in it because of starting a. Well, roux. You said vegetarian. Like let's uh, let's make a hard and fast rule for the every, any time I'm ever on this show. If you say vegetarian, you don't mean vegan. Yeah. Okay. For sure. We're not, I'm not gonna clarify anymore. I'm tired of ever since my mom learned the goddamn word <laughs> vegan. Uh, that was that was just the the harbinger of doom here. Is anytime I ever mention anything vegetarian, I get four people going, "Oh, is it vegetarian or vegan?" Yeah. And I'm like, man, I would have goddamn said vegan. Yeah. You can trust a, a a vegetarian, a lifelong vegetarian, to know <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> to say when it's vegan and not vegetarian. Don't clarify for people, Brandon. All right, okay. Just look w- at them. Just look at them with a complete look of evil on your face if they ask, <laughs> do you mean vegan or vegetarian? Say, and then if they ask twice, say, I mean what I said. Just like that. That's what you do. Thank you. Okay. Yeah. Well, <laughs> all right. So uh, anyway, it's pretty good. Um, you put Vegetarian it on gravy? What's in it? You got mushrooms in there? Heck no, I got no <laughs> mushrooms in there. Doesn't oh. taste like mushrooms for nothing, of course, which is very good because people love to put mushrooms in in a in a vegetarian gravy. Now it's the the flavors mostly come from soy sauce, nutritional yeast, cumin, and a variety of spices that get cooked for for a while, and some herbs and such. But um, yeah, herb it up, herb it's it up, really yeah. it's really kind of a combo of uh, the the soy sauce and the nutritional yeast that get you that that into that nutty zone and uh i like calling it nut yeast yeah nut yeast and then you know i I like to take it to a thanksgiving function if i'm forced by uh my mom to attend one and then watch as my gravy goes faster than the meat one because what because it's got all those flavors in it and it doesn't have mushrooms and it ain't got no mushrooms You've got the Sonic the Hedgehog of gravy because it goes faster. Is that's that right. it? Is that the... That's right. Oh, you know. So in other words, I, I just want to point out here we, yeah. we've we've done uh, we've done three people's uh, food introductions, uh, you know, four people's food introductions here, um, and the two people who don't eat meat basically both said they're good at making a sauce. A, a, a sauce. <laughs> <laughs> My eggs are not a sauce. <laughs> no, I said the two oh, people the two, who the, don't sorry, eat sorry, meat. Sorry, you're right. You're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So well. Let's see if our fifth data point can inform us further on that. Uh, We're recording this the week of Thanksgiving. So in that spirit, we've invited a close family member over to the table. Insert credits, very own editor, Esper Klinoanois Quinn. 
Hi, everyone. Uh, my name's Esper Quinn. I wahoo. am Wahoo. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> wahoo. Uh, That's right. I am pretty good at making a carbonara that my partner really, really loves. But I think probably the best thing I make is just throw broccoli, carrots, Brussels sprouts, onion, and potato on a sheet pan. Season that bad boy up, get some olive oil going, and roast those for 40 minutes. We just call it roasty veggies. I don't, I don't really I like have it. a good name for it, but it's good for Thanksgiving, good any time of the year. I do like that you led with the sauce. Good for Thanksgiving. <laughs> yeah, you're going to do just fine here, Esper. So <laughs> wait, wait, if, if Esper's here, who's editing? That's right. Oh, no. Who's flying the plane? <laughs> oh, I'm just going to pass this one back off to Blaine. Ah, <laughs> uh, Blaine's back. Oh, uh, incredible. We've, we've got a little bit of breaking news here. Can I can I break in with some breaking news? Please, please. Sure. Break, break it off, baby. Square Enix has finally announced their uh, NFT-related oh, game. Oh, really? Oh, thank it God. Is called, thank God. It is, it is called Cryptopath Traveler. That's a joke. <laughs> I just made that all up. Thank you. Uh, thank you for the joke. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for letting me break thank in you, with the Tim. breaking news. That's thank pretty you. good. I want you to know that, like, as you were about to say the name, I clicked on the search Twitter bar <laughs> and was type. Oh, gotcha. Anybody can break in with some news at any time as long as it's between questions. That's a new rule of the show. I like it. Wait, do you, or do you like it? Or uh... I love it. <laughs> That's an accurate illustration, Mike. It's one of this. But while we're established, Establishing the rules of this episode, because we're banking an early recording to get around Thanksgiving, I'm relying on the dirt bag to supply us with our questions this week. Uh, these have all been submitted to us through patreon.com slash insert credit, where you can access the form that allows you to ask these questions for just a few dollars a month. You also oh, I just want to point out before yeah. you finish uh, this explanation here. Um, my Patreon message inbox is not for dirtbag questions for the Insert Credit Podcast. <laughs> Please stop sending them. I get so many of them. I'm not going to. They're not for this show. It's not <laughs> the same thing. It isn't. And I want to say, because uh, people keep asking if I'm joking when I say this, I'm not joking. It's not the same thing. I'm sorry. Uh, well, also, anyway, thank you. In, in in addition to that, we aren't supposed to see them. the The whole point of submitting them in the form, yeah, is exactly, that, is that we on the panel don't see them. Only Jaffe does. So, it yeah, is... if you submit your question to Tim, I can never use it. Yeah, and he'll never answer it. So you're just kind of shouting in a void. If you want me to answer your questions live on my stream, uh, get in uh, the Goblin Bunker Discord.gg/slash/action/button and try to be heard, <laughs> and maybe it'll happen. Good luck. Maybe you got a prayer. Well. At patreon.com slash insert credit, uh, not only can you get this form, you also get monthly bonus episodes and other surprise content that'll drop once in a while. Uh, we have over 500 listener submitted questions in our backlog right now. So I'd like Better to get to out, work. Let's go. Uh, yeah, we yeah, can get I, through that. <laughs> I'd like to clear out a chunk of that. Uh, let's put uh, the timer at three minutes per question and see how many we can do. Yeah, why not? Our first question is from Max, who asks... What is the most fun or interesting scoring mechanic in a shooting game? Uh, I remember the club had something interesting, but I don't remember what it was. Do you? Any of y'all? You know what I'm talking I, about? I, I don't I sure even know don't. what the game is, yeah. to be honest with you. It was one of those British games and everyone was like, but actually, it's really interesting. I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll look it up while we, uh, other people. The club. Uh, I remember like being 12 or 13 when battlefield 1942 came out and i didn't play it but i remember people talking about how in big maps you would get tickets and i just remember thinking tickets doesn't seem very world war ii to me mm. 
So not those. They had tickets back then. Okay. Uh, the club is by Bizarre Creations. That's the British uh, mm-hmm. aspect. And how bizarre. How bizarre. Uh, and they have to get through a level as quickly as possible. And the score mechanic has each kill acting as a bonus multiplayer with kill methods such as ricochets, headshots, long range shots, uh, and other things that earn extra points. And uh, after e- so after each kill, there's like a cooldown to get the next kill before the multi multiplier reduces. And so it was it was like like a speed runny oriented multiplayer, um, but also single player third person shooting game. Um, so yeah, mm-hmm. I like every all, all everybody talked about was how how much the score mechanic kind of underlined what the gameplay became. Um, and uh, the the lead designer described it as a racing game with guns. So, hmm. sounds yeah. like it might be that then, because all I can think of is just K to D ratio. But there's also if I, I don't know if we're talking about scrolling shooters, and they were probably thinking about like Ikaruga with your 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 black and white switchovers yeah. sure. or caravan mode of I don't remember which one it was. I think it might have been Star Soldier, where you gain like huge bonus points if you go if you shoot an enemy from inside it it has a very small enclosure inside of it and if you get in there before it closes then you get more bonus points they might have meant stuff like that but i can't keep those in my brain Mm. so it could just be the club yeah i think i mean i mean i don't know i i have we have you played the club (laughs) i have not has anyone here played the club uh as established i had never heard of it until this moment yes okay i loaded it up once i've played the club and i mean you know it's whatever man like I, it's it that's it's not that good of a thing. Like it, it was something that impressed. Let's be perfectly honest. British guys with a very specific haircut were impressed by that. Like uh, I'm talking uh, the staff of Edge magazine at the time, who I believe all had identical haircuts. They went to the same barber. It was uh, I think the editor in chief's mom. I'm not sure. Um, so <laughs> that's rough. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> you want to talk best scoring mechanics? So wait, the, the the question just says shooter. It just yeah, says shooter. It just says shooter, but we're out of time. Uh, people, be more specific. First yes, of all, it's a good because uh, clearly good uh, this person must have meant uh, arcade style shooting game. The yeah. I'm going to keep going with FPS. The best god darn scoring mechanic is the announcer s- uh, saying multi kill, mega kill, etc. In Unreal Tournament, mm-hmm. uh, that's that's the best. It's just the the reward is hearing the announcer get like increasingly freakishly over the top excited. And if you had to have, I mean, if you're talking single player games, I mean, definitely not. Not Bullet Storm would be my answer for a, a single player campaign style first person shooters. Okay, thank you. Uh, Malkov asks, how would you reintroduce vampires into modern video games? Uh, they're in all the games. What are you talking about? Yeah, that's a, that's a weird one. That's okay. a, a weird one. How would you reintroduce vampires? Did they fall out of favor in this person's uh, fan fiction? Here? Yeah. How old is this question? How deep is this bag? <laughs> Everybody loves that vampire game that came out on PS4 a couple years ago, a few years ago. Vampy. So I think which I, game? Va- the one that's just called Vampire with a with a Y. Vampire. Yeah. So the, the first oh, yeah. time Amanda and I saw that the R was kind of cut off, so it was just forever Vampy. 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 <laughs> vampy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's how they should be introduced. It's just yeah. Uh, this is my buddy Vampy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, the question is how to introduce, right? So for reintroduce like that, like so I think we already did oh. it. Oh, you you must remember my friend Vampy. Vampy yes, <laughs> yeah. Surely, I'm just trying to wonder, like, uh, what what's happened to the world that people think vampires are no? I mean, 
vampires are just no longer uh, in video games. Are they not? No, they're in there. Is it because there just hasn't been a Castlevania? Is that people's definition of... Vampire uh, Survivor is like oh, yeah. one of the most popular video games of the entire year. So Have you have you played it? Oh, I have. Oh, well, I mean, it doesn't have a vamp- vampires in it. That's the joke. I, it's I probably pretty easy to survive them then, right? So you would have to reintroduce vampires to it that It has game. one on the title screen. So it's it's at the very least introduced. It's not in the game, though. I just have to say, while they say that there are no vampires in it, I mean, if if that's true, why does garlic kill every enemy? Maybe they're all secretly vampires. A lot of spirits in general just don't like garlic, according mm-hmm. in the old folklores. Yeah, I guess so. Uh, I'm looking at this list of vampire video games. There's two released in 2018, one in 2019, none in 2020, and then they're back in 2021. So maybe this question was submitted to us in 2020. Maybe. The brief vampire drought. Yeah, the yeah. vampire hiatus. I think this person just secretly is asking, uh, wouldn't it, the, their question really is just, wouldn't it be so cool if they made another 2D <laughs> Castlevania? I think that's the question they wanted to ask, and the answer to that is, yeah, why not? Yeah, yeah I think it would be cool. It would be so cool. <laughs> Next question. A most handsome boy asks, thoughts on a good Steam? And what happens to be the Steam room of video games? Oh, I have Thoughts a, on a good Steam? I haven't had a Steams in a while. Um, but I used to go every day, every god darn day, um, in Japan. Uh, I used mm-hmm. to go sit in the sit in the hot for about twenty some minutes. I used to go at the uh, the gym that I went went to in uh, in uh, San Leandro as well. I like getting the steam. It's good for you. Good for your pores. No, I don't like it. You don't like it well. No. You know. There the you end. have that. You know, I already laid out that I'm more into roasting than steaming, but mm-hmm. it, it can be done. It's not a fine way to have broccoli. Yeah, <laughs> that is a good steam. I don't like how when you try to get a Rockstar game through Steam, it redirects you to a second launcher. It just feels yeah. Uh, <laughs> it just feels like you're kind of going in circles. Oh, yeah, a bad steam is uh, when you just go crazy on all the sales, and your library has like 400 games. That's not a very good steam. No. If, if we're if no. we're talking this, isn't the good Steam itch.io? Yeah, that's yeah, a that's Steam. a good yeah. Steam. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it used man. to be epic when they started and just gave you free games that were really expensive all the time. They kind of stopped doing that, but I like that. There's still free games on there. They still yeah, but it's just like Flimble's Quest or whatever. Oh, they got Flimble's Quest. They got <laughs> Flimble's Quest is free. I think we established last episode that the best Steam is Internet Archive. <laughs> oh yeah, there yeah. you go. I could I could back that up. <laughs> Yeah, don't pay for anything. Do you know, it doesn't I mean, have a client though, so I don't know. Yeah, J downloader, dude. <laughs> there you oh, go. That's right. And then you just keep a, just be meticulous in your archiving. Get a good NAS. And what's the Steam Room of video games? To take the question somewhat seriously, uh, it would be a video game where you're just kind of chilling out. You, it would be a game where you're chilling and you do it once a day. You know, late in the day after a strenuous activity and. Uh, it's uh, it's a bit of an endurance challenge, though eventually you become quite numb to the, uh, the what you would have initially. Initially, you would consider it a challenge, and then after a while, it's just something you do. So, I mean, it's probably just, uh, you know, if anything fits that definition, it would be any one of those online competitive multiplayer shooting games. I wouldn't say, let's just say Call of Duty Warzone. There you go. Sure. You pop it in. No, because you're trying to you're trying to get to the end, you know? Have your victory royale or whatever they call it. That's it basically. You either get there or you don't. I got another stupid answer if we want uh, one of those. We um, have time for one stupid answer. Oh, very good. Uh something like 
Blinks the Time Sweeper 2, uh, some sort of a, a game that is high graphical intensity but inefficiently programmed on your original Xbox that'll just heat up your room. Uh, ah, because the uh, makes it a steam room. It's working so hard and makes it a steam room. It just you, you need put a little water on it, and there you go. <laughs> yeah, uh, real quick under the buzzer. It's not a room, but that hot spring and earthbound moment is pretty good. Yeah, there you go, hot spring. That's almost a room. Yeah, there's steam coming off of that. That's right. The the I like them better. Mother three. It's got that song. There you go. I mean, I mean, I've got to say, as someone who used to take really hot baths all the time, and also used to go into the steam room after the hot bath. Uh, that they're I, I'm not in, not not endorsing this confusion of them as being uh, similar things. Uh, thank you. <laughs> they're, thank they're, you. They're not they're not the same thing. Everybody don't you know it's uh, it's all well and good to have fun on a podcast, but uh, until the actual people <laughs> come for you. Here's a question from Cold Pie. Cold Pie asks: Computer hardware manufacturer Asus has a sub brand called. Republic of Gamers. Yeah, Republic of Gamers, yeah. What type of tourism opportunities would you take advantage of if you were to visit the Republic of Gamers? Uh free free uh free uh cans of surge. Yeah. And NOS. Just want to point out Republic doesn't necessarily refer to a place, by the way. Just just so everyone's clear on that. Go on. It's, it's, you know, it's like Federation. It's it's uh oh, okay. it's an it's an association. The premise of this question is Suppose yeah, I know, I know. in this case it does. Just correcting, just correcting the question. <laughs> like ask her here. I'm sure Cold Pie appreciates that. I, I mean, this isn't an intended feature, but I'd kind of like to find like a statue to topple. Yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah, I want to be ferried around in a golf cart where all the chairs are gamer chairs. I think that would actually be probably nice. That would have be you nice. ever driven a, a golf cart? Anybody? Yeah. yeah oh of course. God, that's the dream. I have. They're really fun. Um, the, 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 the one time I drove one, I'm kind of proud of this. I went early in my journalism career. I went a little bit early to the dice summit and there was a golf tournament of okay, game developers. Yeah. So I, I, uh, I worked with the PR people at the golf club and, uh, followed people around in a golf cart, uh, reporting on, 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 on the golf game and, and, and who among the games industry people won the tournament. Who was good? Do you remember? I don't I barely knew any of them. I hadn't really heard. Their, they were all like biz dev people. You know right, what I right. mean? So yeah. they're not people that, that uh, you tend to see interviews with and stuff most of the time. These are people who probably golf. Yeah. Actually, there was yeah. there was a Sony guy. Maybe I won't say his name, uh, who um, did shatter the window of a house <laughs> while we were there. And later on, you may remember this, Brandon, um, we were... Uh, we were brought into an E3 party at a, at a baseball field that we weren't supposed to. And the guy who brought you the tickets was the same guy who broke the windows. <laughs> Dodger Stadium. Very good. Yeah, that was a good uh, event. I got a, we good, got a good bag. Good, re- really good roller bag from there. Yeah. I think that's our answer. Go golfing. That's what we do there. Yeah. Go golfing. Uh, Bready to Die asks, have you ever played the sequel of a game before the original? If so, would you have enjoyed the sequel as much if you'd played the original game first? I mean, this is cheating, but I played Yakuza Zero first, which is a a, 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 pre, a prequel sequel. Um, Yakuza Zero is absolutely a sequel. Yes. Yeah. yeah. It doesn't Be- matter that it starts first. Yeah. Uh, or that it starts. It takes place before the other ones. And I do think that playing it first, despite being a sequel, is actually a pretty good way to go if you want to. It's pretty decent. 
be be engaged with the Yakuza series for a long time. Uh, starting with that one is a good way to go. I, I actually, uh, it started as a joke, though I started uh, to devise like a sort of alternate, uh, like the ideal way to play Yakuza. <laughs> Which uh-huh. is to play. Uh, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna give you exact timestamps, uh, uh, listener. You're gonna have to find those for yourself, or await my upcoming expose in, uh, you know, Game Breakers magazine or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, though you play a little bit of Yakuza Kiwami, then a little bit of Yakuza Zero, then you you flip back to Yakuza uh-huh. Kiwami, and until eventually you then play the rest of one of those two games. Won't tell you which. Uh, I unraveled it for everyone. That's a fun way to go. Yeah. And I mean, I just want to say that the central conceit of this question uh, seems to uh, grazingly overlook the fact that uh, some of the more popular video game series don't don't really have anything resembling coherent plot continuity between installments, you know, like the Final Fantasy games. Like a huge, a huge, I would say, a majority of Final Fantasy players played for example final fantasy 7 before final fantasy 6 5 4 3 2 or 1 yep. you know so i mean i played final fantasy 1 first but i played final fantasy 4 long before i ever played final fantasies 2 and 3 and did it affect my uh my opinion of when i played final fantasy 2 and 3 oh absolutely i kind of hated yeah. final <laughs> fantasy 2 and i kind of despised final fantasy 3 so and now i'm i'm cool with all of them but uh, you know it does that, man. I'm going to bring this one back. Uh, I, I I think the majority of us played Ninja Gaiden before we ever played Ninja. That's, true. Yeah, that's, that's right. True. Pretty good. And a quick non-joke answer is uh, most everyone in the States who played these games played Earthbound before playing Mother of One. Yeah, of course. I was going to bring that, that up. That is true. And uh, would I have liked Earthbound uh, more if I had played Mother of One first? Um, hard to say. I actually think I might like it less because there's some ideas that he carried over from one that don't make sense in two, like the, mm-hmm. like the collecting of the melody makes absolutely no sense in mother two, whereas yeah. it's the core of mother one. So I might've actually been a little disappointed if I had played uh, the first one first. Mm. I'm not sure which Madden was my first, but I did not catch up on the prequels. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that's go. fair. I, I uh, think Tony Hawk two was the first one I played. I still haven't played the first one. HPS. I've seen a lot of debate and I bet I wonder if this is where it comes from about which near you should play first automata or... oh yeah I played automata before the original and and everybody kind of has a different experience of how they appreciate the because re- each has references to the other essentially kind of retroactively and so like you can choose either direction and and have a fulfilling time so that's kind of cool okay bye uh play the original near first yeah <laughs> uh, <laughs> Kukin asks, what has happened to rhythm games? Why haven't I heard of a cool Parappa or Guitaru Man in ages? They're all mobile games now. Yeah, they're mobile games and arcade games. So yep. there's Groove Coaster, of course. There's Theater Rhythm. Um, there's tons of arcade games. Those are just two two big ones, but a lot of games in the arcade. I believe arcade. it's pronounced Theatrhythm. Theatrhythm. <laughs> I mean, I actually, that's that's what I do believe it. I, that's not a, I was going to say, I don't a, know if that's a joke, but that is that's, how that's I not, pronounce it. Yeah. That's not a jokey. I believe it's pronounced. It's a... Oh, really? I believe I believe it's pronounced theatrhythm. Cool. Uh, though you know that doesn't really uh, you know that doesn't really have any bearing on whether or not that game. It, it cool. is consistent with the fact checker character you've developed for this episode. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Why not? Why not keep doing it, right? Uh, <laughs> I know people on this podcast aren't crazy about it, but I like Beat Saber. That's a fun take on it. 
my oh. partner is extremely good at all the trashy Bushi Road gotcha rhythm games. Like really incredible skill at that. This this question seems to specifically be asking after the like a story style game, I believe, right? The Jaffe, the question specifically mentions Parappa and Guitaru Man, right? Those are the two, yes. Yeah, so something like theatrism doesn't exactly fit that. Uh, however, they 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 might have a little bit of a story between stages in those games, but it's nothing like Parappa, where the you know for for you know the 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 most and the least we can say about it is uh, Parappa's narrative happens both in the cutscenes and during the songs and uh, morphs based on your performance at the songs right so like the better you do in the songs leading up to the finale the you get the the better ending if you if you rap cool the whole time right mm -hmm. so the question of why are there not games like that now is uh masaya matsuura one of the most brilliant people on the face of the earth uh maker of uh, Parappa the rapper um one of my favorite musical artists of all time i think uh you know he's up there i can agree with that i think he just got bored and I think he uh, he decided to to make weirder stuff like Vibrib and Vibrip and Mojibrip and right like uh, just kind yeah. of making making weird stuff. If he would have stuck with making Parappa type games, maybe he would have kind of married more people into the the idea. I mean, Guitaru Man's cool. Something like Samba de Amigo is uh, it seems like it's a Parappa like, but it's not really. No. It's more of just an arcade rhythm game. So we started to see the Velcro get pulled apart after Parappa and Guitaru Man, like the idea of your cold rhythm game, like your guitar freaks becoming guitar hero rock band, like that got pulled and stripped away from Parappa. And then the uh, the personality heavy Samba de Amigo style stuff got sequestered in a corner and eventually kind of shriveled up and died, went the way of the Dreamcast and such, right? I don't see why we don't have god darn Broadway musical video games, right? So yeah. there's just such a wide variety of uh, of human arts which have yet to be touched by the long, nasty forefinger of the video game designer as a collective, you know? Yet to be touched, to be graced with the Midas touch, and uh, quite frankly, sad. Uh, it's even disgusting in a certain light. Why don't we have fun musical video games? I don't know. I want to bring up something that... that theoretically might contribute to the lack of rhythm games on you home mean the -rhythm you the mean theatrhythm you mean theatrhythmically, theatrhythmically? Yeah, i just i just posted in the general <laughs> chat here that that uh it, it is pronounced theater rhythm according to at least wikipedia and this uh japanese pronunciation I, I believe that's wrong okay so actually brandon theater in japanese is shiatoru so it's not yeah, tori it's not tori so it's it's not theater rhythm it's theater rhythm uh so it's uh basically uh it's, it's I don't know. close close the answer is maybe they don't even know something that i think maybe is worth bringing up is is that um home video game consoles uh plus your displays have uh introduced more and more uh input latency over the mm -hmm. years um and so a parappa like snappy rhythm game is much harder to accomplish now and much harder hmm. to uh to tune in a way that's going to like people are going to complain that they don't feel good. And, and it's just because our technology is kind yeah. of 
moving away from uh, that style of, of game being possible for every man. Has, it, has anybody here tried to play the original Parappa in yeah, like the last 10 now. years? Yeah. <laughs> so, so I actually, to, to, it's actually, to, I would use the word bad. I would say it feels bad to play. To wrap both those points bad. together, um, I I forget if I talked about this on the show, but I was walking around Osaka Castle with Masaya Matsura and talking about the, at the time, the new Parappa, like the, the Parappa Redux was coming out or was getting made and it was based on the PSP one, which was, which he had worked on as well, which was based on the PlayStation 1 one. And we talked about the in- input lat- latency problem. And uh, he was basically like, it's incredibly difficult to solve, and I don't think we've solved it. <laughs> so, uh, like, the PSP one is kind of the best uh, version of it that you can get, but translating that into HD screens now, because... Um, that... It looks nice. The Parappa on PS4 yeah. looks nice. Yeah, it does. Um, it's just hard. It's hard to play. So he, yeah. he was aware of it, but did not solve the problem. Well, I mean, the way that they could just, uh, I mean, you know, they, they could just uh, a, a little bit of, of getting over oneself uh, as a game designer could also go a pretty long way for games like this. Just uh, if people get it within, I don't know, uh, a, a, let's just yeah, make it more generous you know, jaws of life, that window wide open and then just play the sound at the right time. I don't know. Well, it's it's why I was careful to say <laughs> yeah. a parappa like. Um, yeah, game is, is difficult. To yeah, do I mean, now. I I I think a parappa. I mean, if you were, to, if one were to make a parappa-like rhythm game, um, they would they could benefit by just giving it a little bit more stuff than parappa. You know, just give it a little more stuff. Let people run around and, and put dancing in there. I don't know. People know how to use an analog stick now, right? I actually really like. I've mentioned this on here. I really liked in Yakuza Five the whole Haruka dancing sequence like at first I didn't like that rhythm game because it was kind of complicated and weird but as it got along I actually quite enjoyed it and it felt snappy and and pretty good and and I would say that's the closest to a Parappa like um music game that I've seen and it also fulfills the the running around make a whole game out of that I challenge you Sega make it and I'll play it like I said price there are so many human arts yet to be touched. Yeah. Right? I mean, let's just do it, dude. That's a good segue to my next question. Uh, this is from Dilson, who asks, so there are cooking bits in a weird amount of video games, right? The only yeah. ones I can think of are boring. Which ones aren't? Hmm. Uh, well, first of all, Ore no Yori for PlayStation 1, you scrub. You absolute <laughs> freak. Play Ore no Yori. Has anyone here not played Ore no Yori? I don't I, Let's just don't, don't, don't even tell me if you haven't. <laughs> just pretend you have. Um, I want you to know, know I, I inhaled and moved my lips to the mic and then you said don't and then I backed off. <laughs> <laughs> you couldn't see that. So first of all, uh, can I just say, I've been playing Breath of the Wild recently. Cool game, whatever. Um, the cooking stuff kind of sucks, dude. Like, who cares? I don't like yeah. cooking. It's not funny after five minutes. Um, and I keep doing it, obviously. Um, I, I think, you know, Cooking Mama is okay. Uh, I don't know if Cooking Mama, the cooking carries a whole game. Uh, but then again, I'm spoiled by having played Ore no Yori at an early age. 
uh, you know, or about as early an age I could. As we all are. Sure. Yeah. So if, if you have not played Ode no Yori, well, look, it's, check out the Internet Archive. Uh, find the redump PlayStation 1 collection. If you're, you know, maybe maybe not on a Chromebook, but any good laptop, you can probably run a PlayStation 1 emulator, EPSXE or a PCSX2, or I don't know what any of them are called anymore because I just have a fancy PlayStation. Play that game with a dual analog controller. That's a game about cooking, and it's real good. I also like that Yoshinoya game for uh, PS2 as well. Yeah. So PS2 would be the my answer here. Play a PS1 or a PS2 game. Yeah, I like um, Yakiniku Bugio. Um, that one's all right. Yeah. It's 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 a different kind of game than Orinori. Well, I can't speak, but it's 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 more of like a time management game, but it is very fun to because you're 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 trying to grill all these meats and veggies and give them to the right customers, but you have mm-hmm. to manage their. Uh, the flipping and the 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 cooldown and all that kind of stuff to deliver it to customers at their desired um, like cooking point and all that kind of stuff. It's it's pretty fun. I enjoy. So you can no, you can give that a look for a different flavor. I, I was actually talking to Frank earlier about One No Diori about how much he loves it. Oh yeah, and, uh, yeah. He was yeah. Uh, yeah right. So <laughs> it was it was a bit earlier when I was pretending I don't know oh, what this game gonna, is. Yeah. He's gonna pretend he didn't. <laughs> Uh, I, I there's some some indie games with interesting cooking mechanics. I think Overcooked is fun, where you're just running around with another person. Um, yeah, it's an action game. I think kinda. the less cooking feels like crafting, the better to me. Like the problem with making a good I cooking mean, it just mechanic, is crafting these days. I mean, most I, of the I mean, time, the thing right? is, like, cooking involves a lot of patience, which makes it kind of not a fun video game mechanic. Like, you shouldn't yeah. take things off before they're ready. You should keep stirring things longer than you think you have to. See, that's where uh, Ori no Diori triumphs by having uh, you can't cook the thing too long. Exactly. Um, but it's like five seconds, right? So it's like, I don't know. I love that game, man. Cooking in Final Fantasy 15 is actually pretty decent as well yeah, because yeah. it's just ingredients you happen to have uh, on your person and you just choose what do you want to eat and then it has actual benefits that last for some sort of a time. You don't have to move any analog sticks to maneuver your, your dude's fingers around to as he, you know, cuts onions or whatever. Uh, but, you know, it's just uh, cooking via a menu. Of what should we eat? And then having it have meaningful consequences and also look like food. That's fun. Well, I also, I mean, I'm kind of a sucker for the the human element of that game. So it's like I'm cooking for my boys. There's 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 sure. some, there's some motivation there. They're goddamn good boys, man. Yeah. They deserve a good meal. Gladiolus, Prompto, <laughs> Noctus, and let's yeah. not forget about Ignis. How good we? Or as Appreciate. I like to call them, or Raphael, Michelangelo, Leonardo, and Donatello. Of course. Uh, oh, yeah. Well. They're the Ninja Turtles. Looks like we have a fresh one here from Ripley Rose, who's given us a prompt for an improv zone. Congratulations, oh, no. everybody. We made it. They did not. <laughs> Uh, Brandon, you are Sonic the Hedgehog. That's true. Esper, you're Miles Tails Prower. Okay. Tim and Frank, you're two Tokyo Metropolitan Police Detectives explaining why you're arresting their dad. Uh, w- wait. <laughs> okay. So sorry. It's it's who are the two characters again? Uh, it's Sonic and Tails and Sonic two Tails. Tokyo Metropolitan. Police we we Detectives. have the same dad. I, yeah. I mean, I guess just, right? just for this. Oh, you haven't played the Sonic games for a while, I guess. <laughs> 
Sonic's dead. Uh, gosh, Sonic. <laughs> That's my Tails impression. Yeah, I get it. Boy, I'm sure enjoying this chili hot dog, but I wish my dad wasn't <laughs> taken away by the cops. Yeah, I don't like cops at all. Uh, this is a really strange conversation to be having within <laughs> this room right now when we're explaining some hard I'm concepts. I'm a hedgehog. Uh, that is true. Yeah, um, the the DNA uh, confirms that. But uh, thank you. Listen, where's um, my dad? Yeah, about that. So your dad has he ever talked to you about this offshore bank? <laughs> うん、うん、うん、うん、うん、うん、うん、うん、うん、うん、うん、うん、うん、うん、うん、うん、うん、うん、うん、うん、うん、うん、うん、うん、うん、うん、うん、うん、うん、うん、うん、うん、うん、う
Got uh, Astral Chain is $41 on the Nintendo eShop right now as part of their Black Friday Cyber Monday deal. Nintendo eShop. So, yeah, you'll be listening to this on Cyber Monday, so take advantage of those savings. We'll be right back after a quick break. So we've probably gotten through like 200 questions, right? That's probably most yeah, yeah, of them. Yeah, yeah. yeah two, yeah. 200. We'll have to pick up this pace a little bit to do 300 in the second half. We can, get, <laughs> we can get it. Uh, we've done eight. We've done eight questions. Wow, 800. Pretty All good. right. Not That's bad. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> We're good at this. Yeah. We sure are. Welcome back to Insert Credit. Our next question is from Gaga Geens, who asks... When has a video game adaptation been objectively better than the source material? Mm. Dante's Inferno. That's a joke. <laughs> is it, though? It, it, How good is the original? How good can poetry be? I mean, it's hard It's it's hard to read. Yeah. but uh, So maybe it is better. <laughs> yeah, I don't, don't want to read that. <laughs> I guess oh, I'd stop it. That, <laughs> <laughs> maybe it is better. I'll quit defending it just because it's words. No, Dante's Inferno is actually pretty good, but uh, also that game's not very good, so it's it's not a... Yeah. It's, it's Are you willing to admit that a game could be better than the original? Yeah, you could, you could do something it. with it, yeah. You could do something right. with it, but that, that game I'm doesn't do nothing about, with like, nothing. Street Fighter Street Fighter the movie is a is a is a B movie, and Street Fighter the arcade the movie the arcade game is a B game, but I think it's a little better. That was gonna be my uh, joke answer, yeah. Oh. That Street Fighter the movie the game is better than Street Fighter the movie <laughs> the movie. Well, for me it was a real yeah. answer. <laughs> oh, actually, on that note, I believe that Peter Jackson's King Kong, the official game of the movie, oh, yeah. is better oh, than yeah, Peter Jackson's mm. King Kong the movie. Hundred yeah. percent. Twas beauty killed this beast is not a line in the video game, and so <laughs> well, th- well no, you didn't, you didn't do it or- correctly. It's a line in the original, yes, but in the in the in Peter Jackson's King Kong, it's it's read by Jack Black, yeah. uh, who is playing Jack Black. So it's like, "Twas beauty that killed the beast." Ha ha. Yeah. <laughs> well, he's very good Jack a, Black. He's impression. playing a Hollywood charlatan of a sort. Yeah. So I don't know. What do I know? It's that like movie, the, the original um, line was meant to sound kind of deep, you know, like. Even though it's not, but it's fine. It doesn't matter. Like, that was the intent, and it just kind of lost all context going through the the, yeah. the, the Jack Black machine. Well, I, I believe in uh, Peter Jackson's uh, King Kong, the character of uh, of, of the, the director is kind of, uh, is more informed by decades of cultural understanding of what kind of person a big, soulless, joyless movie studio executive pandering kind of... Uh, uh, you know, just like hard luck, wild bonkers, living the life movie director is. Whereas in King Kong's time, it was uh, it was less of a trope. So we can't really blame Jack Black for the delivery of that line. I can do what I want. But you can do it. I mean, you can try it. You can give it a shot. Get him on here. See what he thinks. He wouldn't come on this show. An opinion I remember hearing a lot 10 years ago was, uh, you played that Chronicles of Riddick. It's better than the movie. Oh, yeah. oh yeah, I remember hearing that. Yeah, I don't think that's true. That's uh, uh the Chronicles of Riddick video game is cool. The Chronicles of Riddick movie is cool. Um, the it's important to note that the game is not an adaptation of the movie. It is. It's like a, a continuation. Or it something, is a. Right? It is. It is. Uh, yeah. It is another story in that world. Mm-hmm. So it's even that's even more luxurious than Philosoma. Or it's like uh, a side story or something. Yeah, because you yeah, do well, start in the prison. Yeah, but it, it provides uh, essential context for understanding events in the film. It's kind of neat. It's I do like enjoy a, those It's movies. a companion piece. 
I think most video game adaptations of World War II were probably better than being in World War II. That's true. Oh, yeah. And by the same token, I would say that uh, the Lego Star Wars Skywalker saga was better than Rise of Skywalker. Oh, yeah, sure. Yeah. I mean, I haven't, I, haven't, I haven't played it, but uh, I would say, yeah. <laughs> I had a weird situation here because I, I, I had a, a vague memory of there being a Casablanca video game. Um, which I guess there is like a Japanese text adventure that has almost nothing to do with it. But right. That's it. So I was looking it up and I got this news report explosion at Casablanca video game arcade. Breaking kills news. One, which is uh, <laughs> oh. terrifying. Oh, that's sad. Yeesh. Oh, yeah. that, that was a bad riff on a pre-established joke. Why would you do that, Brandon? I didn't. I'm going <laughs> to reel it back in. Is that game better than Casablanca? No. Okay. Thank you. No, Casablanca is good. I've seen some people recently. Uh, I'm not going to name names or nothing, but I've seen people being like, Citizen Kane is just not a good movie. What? That's I, and, yeah, I've That's seen baloney. it. I've seen it a lot. I've seen it a lot. Citizen Kane rules. Was that was that some perform performative tweeting? Is that what that was? Yeah, yeah. Well, that's most of social media, uh, in general. Uh, uh breaking news: Twitter's down. It's gone. I'm just kidding. It's that's not going to happen. Um, We're free. Uh, it's not. <laughs> it's not going to happen. Come on, guys. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> anyway, I saw someone also after seeing. I was. I saw people saying that about Citizen Kane, and I saw it getting retweeted and mentioned. Uh, and I was like, uh oh. I was like, if somebody tries that with Casablanca, I'm going to get a little upset. And then I did see someone try it with Casablanca, but it didn't get as much traction. You know, Casablanca is not a good movie. Uh, I, I saw somebody say something to that effect. Any Casablanca adaptation that doesn't keep the musical number, you're doing it wrong. Casablanca sure. is good. Yeah. Put it in a pipe and smoke it. Here's our next question from Anonymous. In the Don't past, care. It, no, it I'm was... just kidding. <laughs> in the past, it was common for single-player games to come packaged with a standalone competitive multiplayer game mode, like Donkey Kong 64 or Sonic Heroes. What game should have gotten one but didn't? And what would it have looked like? I mean, almost every game should have a PvP one-on-one mode in there. Yeah. We need to, uh, I mean, one-on-one is fun-on-fun. I mean, I... I have an edit request, which is uh, right after Tim said one-on-one is fun-on-fun, there was a really uh, weird sound that came in the background, a really weird alarm. And that's uh, probably police I, sirens. A police siren. Yeah, I think you should just kind of hold on that siren that immediately happened after that's that. That's the joke. fun on fun siren. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I went through all of Transistor. That game ends with like a big battle between someone who is basically another player character in terms of what they can do and abilities and stuff. Mm-hmm. And that was the coolest part of that game to me. Best way to end a game. Yeah. Okay, so it, is it just any multiplayer mode? Is that the question? Or what is multiplayer it... mode would you put onto a single-player game that didn't have one? Got it. Did it specify competitive multiplayer? It did not. not. Okay. So you can specify that type. Like oh, it did. What... Yes, it oh, did specify yeah, yeah. competitive multiplayer. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I think, and it, like, I mean, I've mentioned this at great length before. I think any of those Egovania, Castlevania games, uh, Ari of Sorrow, yeah. which ends... Uh, the, the penultimate boss being uh, Julius Belmont, a, mm-hmm. a vampire hunter, and you have fully become the vampire at that point. Spoilers for Aria of Sorrow, in case you're 20 years late or whatever to that one. It's a, uh, it's a, uh, you're actually Dracula, dude. Oh my God, did you know this? Did you guys? Vampires know this? are back. 
You're actually Dracula. <laughs> That's how you reintroduce vampires. Yeah. I'm actually Dracula. You're Dracula accurate. <laughs> actually, Wait, Dracula. I, I played the sequel to that and I didn't know that. Dawn of Sorrow. Oh, yeah. Well, that's because you exorcise the Dracula from yourself. Uh, ah, I you see. expunge it with the help of, uh, of trained vampire assassins. Uh, you're able to uh, meticulously extract the Dracula. Uh, ex, ex, dra- extractula, extractula yeah. the drag. You're actually you're Dracula Acula, and you extractula the. Uh, the Am I having a stroke? <laughs> uh, man, I thought it was so funny in that uh, what we do in the shadows show where they're having like a meeting of the World Vampire Council and they get Scott Bakula in there and he's like, I'm not actually a vampire, and they're like, we just like you though. We like that. That, that was very good to me. That's a good joke. And they also have Wesley Snipes in there, yeah, which is yeah. also good. He's a daywalker. In the, in the world of what we do in the shadows, every vampire loves the movie Blade, which is a real fun detail. They all think it's the best vampire movie. They're yeah, right. There's a whole season about the blood sprinklers. Yeah. Yeah. yeah the, oh, God, the blood sprinklers. Did you see that show, Brandon? Yep. Yeah. Pretty good show. You know, whatever. Oh, Next what? Qu- yeah. Next yeah, question is Ross good. Hamrick, who asks... What arcade racing game has the best or most satisfying manual transmission gear shift control? I feel like none of them for, for that I have tried. I actually never, despite having driven a manual transmission car for the last 30 years, uh, that's not true. I haven't been able to drive a car for 30 years. 30 years. Let's say 25 years, however long it's been that I've been able to drive. I never do manual transmission in games because it doesn't feel right and it makes me confused <laughs> because it doesn't feel like uh actual gear shift situation and i'm sure there's ones that are good but i just i haven't encountered it so that's my long way of saying i don't know so you're talking arcade so i actually uh uh i really like driving manual transmission in games with my xbox elite controller where uh, i can use the paddles for shifting it's really fun but obviously, that's not what the kind of shifting people like. Uh, the, the hardcore people like to uh, remove their hand from the wheel uh, to shift. I really like the paddle shifting in F-355 Challenge, uh, the arcade game. If I have to pick one, do you ever play a Ferrari F- F-355 Challenge by Sega? You ever play this in the arcade? It's from 1999. It's a Yu Suzuki AM2 game. Y'all know this? You know we all have. Of course. Yeah, I guess everybody's played this one. It has... it. It has a really nice steering wheel with really nice uh, paddles that feel really good on it. If I just had to pick a game off the top of my head. I have nothing to contribute because I don't drive sick. I'm a little baby. I interpreted the question as being uh, like which actual physical paddle mechanism in the arcade feels the most realistic slash best. Paddle shifting is definitely the best way to go with uh, the arcade racing games like that. They didn't specify the the like actual on the, on the console shifting. Yeah, because- well, yeah. I mean, paddle paddle shift is uh, just. Uh, can we just clear the air here for the listener? It it has been uh, six months, but that six months uh, is is too short a time. It has been six months since I saw a bumper sticker that said something to the effect of, uh, "Well, this one exactly said real men drive stick," and it was. I'm ashamed to admit on the bumper of a 1995 BMW M3. Uh, so I feel like we need to we need to say here uh I, paddle shifting is is actual manual transmission. I know that there's people who uh think paddle shifting sucks or whatever, 
I don't know. It's just kind of how manual transmission is now on the more performance cars. And also driving stick doesn't necessarily make you uh, uh, like a genius or a lumberjack, right? Brandon's not a lumberjack, right? Not not as far as I can tell. Have you jacked any lumber, Brandon? Actually, (laughs) I was at Home Depot the other day. And um, yeah. they they couldn't they couldn't get the scanner to work on this piece of lumber that I was trying to purchase, and they just let me have it. So uh, oh, I did. You have jacked lumber? I, yeah, it was last week. No, it's not jacked <laughs> unless you take it by force. Unless I steal it, yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't steal it. Uh, but like, I I felt like I did when I walked by the security guard. Yeah, because I I knew it wasn't on my receipt. So they probably yeah. let you take it because they know you drive manual transmission. <laughs> exactly. Right. That's right. Oh, this guy drives. Shipped it in my Honda Prelude. <laughs> that all tracks. At any rate, I also think the shifter in uh, the Outrun 2 machines, uh, the more deluxe cabinets in Japan. Yeah, it's fun to use. That shifter feels good. Oh, yeah. But the best shifter stick in all of arcades can be found on any Sega-branded uh, Initial D game. So that's my final answer. They've got very nice sticks. They're uh, made with the nice actual nice actual parts. That makes sense. Maybe I'll rewatch Initial D next. That's a good yeah, idea. Yeah, smoke it, dude. It's got all that. It's got all that music in it. Vroom. Yeah. Initial D rules. I like Initial D for a lot of reasons. I just want to say at this point that we do get a fair amount of questions asking me about my taste in video games, and I'd like to say I don't want to share it. It's not important. That's not what I'm here for. You mention uh, it sometimes. Sometimes when it comes up, but that, that's not my role here. Oh. Uh, Here's a question from Cole, who asks, Is it a coincidence that Japanese video game scores are so good? Or do you believe that much of the country's talent gravitated towards video games, since it was one of their largest media-centric exports? Well, I'm going to say that uh, you that's, that's not something that's just true. Especially today, Japanese video game soundtracks are just as generic as many others. Um, like the, Dem- Demiakis is good, though. The, the ratio of generic to cool is 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 pretty even across Japan and everywhere else at this point. Back in the day, the difference yeah. was that uh for a few th- like on the Genesis for example, they just had better tools and they made their they had like someone whose job was making a sound driver for this game or whatever. But I also think that back in the day there was everyone was trying to emulate YMO or Cassiopeia. Yeah, everybody wanted to be YMO. Yeah, and Basically. that just uh, made cool music because if you chip little bits off a of YMO, you still got something good. But at the same time, you talk about Europe, like uh, on the Amiga and whatnot, th- like they had some hot tunes on there. So yeah, they also had a lot of diarrhea on there, though. <laughs> I mean, no offense, I've I've done it's true, a, but they had some really hot stuff and and all the I've dove I've dove deep into that diarrhea, and uh, I can tell you, there's a lot of nonsense in the soundtracks. Sure, but I'm I'm just saying there's there's good stuff everywhere, and I don't know that Japan gets to win the prize without a fight. I've done the due diligence and the diarrhea, and I can tell you, <laughs> uh, I I would say if you put a gun to my head, Japan does win. Yeah. First of all, old games. The nineties always going to be more always going to be more old games than new games. First of all, um. True. Uh, in, in, we're, we're talking like the NES, uh, the Famicom, the Genesis, the the Duo, the uh, you know all of those vintage, crusty yep. old consoles, all the way up through you know PS2 or so. There's a lot of delicious tunes on there. For sure. And meanwhile, in the West, 
we had uh, bizarre individuals uh, gatekeeping uh, music. In, okay, in Japan, we're, guys we're like Tommy Tallarico. <laughs> yeah, I'm getting to him in a second. I'm getting to him in a second. Okay. Okay. Uh, okay. So, in 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 Japan, you had like Yuzo Koshiro, a guy who loved YMO and Ryuichi Sakamoto and J Jazz Fusion, and and he's playing his music on his keyboard on the street and selling cassettes and whatever. He he just gets hooked on video games, and he's like, "I'm gonna be a video game guy. I'm gonna make music for some video games, right?" And then it's like he he gave himself and everything he had to the video game medium, and he continues giving himself to the video game medium these days. Uh, all of his newer soundtracks, guys, god darn fine wine. He gets better with age. Best soundtrack Yuzo Koshiro ever did is God darn Etrian Odyssey Four, right? Hmm. And it's like the decades after he uh. You know, he burst onto yeah, the scene. He's, he's definitely one of those people that still has it. There's a lot of people that don't. He's, he's, got, he's got more of it now. I'm not going to name him, but, but Koshiro, <laughs> he's, he's, I think the thing with him is I don't perceive him as ever stopping paying attention to what's he going on. He never stopped on. listening. Yeah, yeah he's yeah. still listening never. to me. And a lot of these guys, like, I love Yasunori Mitsuda, but like the the new Mitsuda is not the old Mitsuda because it's still mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm. like I have not I've only listened to Gaelic music since the time I was trying to make Gaelic so, music. I mean, you know? Okay, okay, so I I've played a whole bunch of Xenoblade Chronicles three, and I know that he has a studio now. It's not just him, but that studio does fine work. I would I would say mm-hmm. uh, fine work that has moved um, at at least a couple of centimeters away from you know the. the the, the the Barnes and Noble uh, world music uh, yeah. CD rack. Uh, you know, no offense. Uh, uh, oh my God, get blasted, Mitsuda, the, the Lord. <laughs> so, um, uh, anyway, in the West, uh, we've got uh, who who do we have standing up for Western music composers? Is we've got Tommy Tallarico, Double T, TT, a man who is you know you you say his name in the '90s in a Kmart, right? And someone's gonna turn around and go. You're talking about the guy who did the music for Earthworm Jim, right? And it's like, (laughs) I can't remember. And this is a thing. Memory is like basically my thing, right? I do not have a single musical phrase with the Tallarico signature on it in my head anywhere. The man boasts a list of credits uh, longer than, you know, anyone's uh, in the video game industry at some point, right? Um, and it's like, where is any of the music in there? It's all just styrofoam, styrofoam at worst, uh, cardboard at best or the other way around. Some people really do like it, which is confusing to me. Like if you look at, they don't, they don't have a personality, uh, best video game, like best Genesis soundtrack or whatever that Lorenzo's soil song is going to come up. And it's, it's like three minutes of just one little sequence that (laughs) it's not good. It sounds like music a guy makes for your game at a game jam. That's yeah. what it sounds like. Well, I mean, something that I have heard about his compositions is that he just kind of noodled around on guitar and then someone transcribed it. But I don't know. I mean, ah. you know, this hmm. is who knows what is true with that guy. Yeah. So I think me and I know me and Frank both watched the uh, H Bomber guy video mm-hmm. about uh, Tallarico. Uh, very good uh, oh you should well I, I said me and frank yeah because I, I i assume brandon you should watch it you should watch it yeah brandon's uh brandon doesn't watch youtube videos uh it'll be in the show notes he doesn't yeah. even own a tv everybody yeah i don't have a television <laughs> he doesn't even own a tv right. but we got tim fallen we got tim fallen 
Mm-hmm. Tim Fallon, he's uh he's not a musician. He's just a guy, man. He's just this a guy. He's really good at making we music. We got Grant Clown Shoes Kirkhope. Oh yeah, Grant Kirkhope. <laughs> Lordy. We got Jesper Kid. We got Trent Reznor <laughs> making there you go. technically. We got um Michael Jackson. We do have Michael Jackson. We got Jackson. Michael Jackson. In uh <laughs> in the UK we got Richard Jakes. I mean you can't can't beat can't beat the Jakes. Um, yeah, you know you've got to survive. You know you've got to stay alive. I have to do those things. Yeah. Um. I don't know, man. I still think uh, you got your. I think. I think just your Japan. So no, I mean, Japan. Japan does win, but I don't think that today it's a it's slam not a dunk. flawless victory. Yeah. Nah, you you look at you look at Sonic Frontiers, and there's some good songs in there, but there's a lot of just like and Sonic Frontiers is pretty good. Yeah. But there's also a lot of just like sad sad oboes. It's <laughs> just like <laughs> Skyrim, Skyrim, the Sonic game. It's like, come on, man. You know what game had one of the best soundtracks uh, in a long time? Is that Cyberpunk 2077. And it's uh, just full of European sounding industrial uh, yeah. sort of uh, techno stuff. And there's like a hundred licensed songs in there. You know, I heard a song in that game and I was like, the song is good. And then I much later realized it was by Grimes. So, uh, oh, I definitely, no. oh, yeah, <laughs> they got you. You know, it was, I was like, uh oh, but you know what? The Grimes I'm, had I'm, good music in the, uh, yeah, in the earlier period. Well, I mean, Grimes also had a good song in the year 2020 with that Cyberpunk 2077 song. So, uh, you know, whatever, man, I don't know. Good uh, music, bad decisions, Grimes and misdemeanors. Uh, yeah, I'm tough enough to admit, you know, that song's all right, whatever. Here's know? our next question. <laughs> yeah, I think we've answered that. Uh, this is from Kiko B. Oh, Kiko! Yeah, what's up? I know, I know Kiko. Hi, Kiko. Which two video game franchises would be improved by swapping protagonists? Ooh. This wouldn't be a simple visual change. The character's physical properties and gameplay mechanics would carry over as well. Despite what everyone in the 90s tried to do, not Sonic and Mario, for sure. Oh, yeah, yeah. Right. People kept trying to do that. God, what if you gave Sonic or Mario a gun? <laughs> <laughs> Jazz yeah. Jackrabbit. That's the answer. I don't know. Put Celeste in a Mario. Why not? Oh, wait. They bet to work if you switch. Like, both have to work? Yeah, both have to work. Oh, well, both mind. have to be better, I think. It's a tall order. Tack and tie the Tasmanian tiger. I have no idea if that's Tack true. and the power of Juju. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Brave in the search for spirit dancer. Yeah. Yeah, I think if you if you, if you you switch Vex and, uh, and Brave from uh-huh. Brave and the search for spirit dancer, yeah. I think you'd wind up with a pretty good game. Or if you switch Ty and the Tas- the Tasmanian Tiger with a banjo from Banjo Kazooie, how, how, how about a um, Marcus Phoenix and Conquer? Switch. Mm, yeah. <laughs> it would be funnier, and I think it would work in a certain way. Conquer's too uh, too under the table for me, too meta. Yeah, uh, just doing dark deals. I mean, I don't want to play Conquer. I guess that's so. I've kind of uh, priced myself out of my own conversation. No, Conquer blows. Yeah. I think if you switch most fighting game protagonists, not much changes. Yeah, but it's got to be better, I think. Right? Mm. Is that the prompt? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So what I was thinking is if you uh, if you were to put like Kiryu into uh, into L.A. Noir, that would be fun. Yeah, but but L.A. guy has to now be in. in yeah, Yakuza. I know. He has yeah. a gun with infinite ammo, and the battles in Yakuza are boring. The battles in L.A. Noir are boring because you have a gun with infinite ammo. Now you're a guy with fists. So that's my answer. I can uh, see it. It's, well, he, it's yeah, he, he has fists. They're just really boring fists. Well, no, no. Kiryu fights with his fists. Right, but. You press the buttons and he punches. L.A. Man also punches. It's just no. really bad. Yes, he does. You get yeah, well, it's, it's, it's not. It's, it's not the same thing. 
Uh, yeah. I mean, oh, I'm, talking the, yeah. I'm talking about the I'm talking about the the shooting battles, right? I would, yeah. There you go. That's my answer. Without talking too much about Illinois, I don't one. want to talk too much about Illinois. Here's <laughs> our next question. Terrace asks, "What was the secret of Evermore?" Uh, that it's a uh, much, much, much better than uh, uh, Secret of Mana. It was that big dinosaur skull, right? I think that's the secret. It, yeah. The secret of Evermore is that Secret of Mana is not. It's not that good. Uh, it's uh, Secret of Mana is. You know what? What the secret of Secret of Mana is? It's that nobody had. Nobody played three player Super Nintendo games, so nobody knew how good the three player mode was. But we all assumed it was going to be pretty good. And then when you finally do play it, like in college, it's not. Uh, that's the secret of Evermore is that it's good that it's a one-player game and that they focused on the one-player element of it and that any hacks introducing two-player mode are missing the point. Fantastic video game. Well kept secret. Um, and it actually had a pretty good soundtrack by a non-Japanese composer, but we're not allowed to say his name anymore. We'll leave it at that. Yeah. Uh, our last question <laughs> will also serve as our lightning round. Oh, okay. Crumbling Zero wants us to rank the 10 highest-rated games on Metacritic from best to worst. Okay. I'll start with number 10 and number 9 and work up, but we'll be ranking them as we go. Okay. Okay. Number 10 is The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild, and number 9 is Disco Elysium, The Final Cut. Which one is better? Oh, I like Disco Elysium a lot more. Is it better? Same. Yeah. yeah. I, I think that Disco Elysium is better, but I'd rather play Breath of the Wild. Yeah, I, I would rather light up and play Breath sure. of the Wild. Yeah, people are constantly asking me what I think of Disco Elysium. Um, in in other news uh, today, I'd like to say, yeah, I'd, I'd I'd light up Breath of the Wild over Disco Elysium right now. That's fair. I think we should to do this in terms of what we would rather play right now. So I, think I like that. that. Or okay. just keep the keep the metrics morphable as we go. Who knows? Sure, sure. Yes, keep correct. them keep them flexible. Uh, number eight is Grand Theft Auto Five. Mm, yeah. Hmm. Oh, right. Um, so I would rather play that than either of the other two right now, but it's probably because I've played the other two and I haven't played Grand Theft Auto in years. And I haven't played five at all, actually. Well, Frank, I was just playing Grand Theft Auto five uh, immediately before this podcast. And uh -huh. uh, yeah, I'd, I'd rather light that up over. It seems like I would rather. The answer is clear. I would rather play that over Breath of the Wild. Um, for me, it's at the bottom, but I know that I'm going to be in the minority here. Uh, I like 5 a lot less than some of the other Grand Theft Autos, but I do like it probably more than Breath of the Wild, and absolutely would rather play that than probably either of these two right now. Yeah, and I don't know, Breath of the Wild is... My problem with Breath of the Wild is just not much to... I don't know, it feels very empty to me. I like and... how little there is to do. <laughs> it's fun it's to weird. glide. Yeah, I like I like just running around and finding a, finding a chest in the in the empty Frank world. was telling me before the show his actual problem with Breath of the Wild is not enough frames per second. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Uh, number 7 is Red Dead Redemption 2. Ooh. Top of the list. Yeah, top of the list I would say so far. Man, Red Dead Redemption 2 is a game that some people came for it like 2 years ago. And like 2 years after it came out they were like, "Did anybody is it is it okay to say now that Red Dead Redemption 2 is not a good game? And it's like, no, it is a good game, actually. Thank you. Uh, uh, I settled the argument for... Do we have a new Citizen of, Kane of video lots games? Of, lots of people. Everyone, <laughs> everyone, is, uh, everyone is very glad that I've settled, I've settled the conversation. Uh, it's just it's a good game. Thanks for doing that. And it's, uh, it's, uh, it's a Zelda 
It's a Grand Theft Auto. It's a cowboy simulator. It's got a story. Uh, it's well written. It's well acted. The cops are coming for me as I uh, as I divulge the yeah, truth. Yeah, I mean, you're you're. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if I'm they telling... agree with you, but that's that's the cops for you. The I cops guess. are like, he can't tell the truth. We can't. <laughs> they let this can't guy hear tell. this. They can't know Red Dead Redemption Two is good. I was, uh, you know, no joke, playing Red Dead Redemption Two this morning before I played Grand Theft Auto Five. So, <laughs> um, I mean, I still think that game's really good as well. Um, you know, Top not for any particular sounds. reason. Yeah, throw it up there. I, it's the first one on the list that I haven't played, uh, just because I don't, I don't have much opportunity to play big games anymore. I have Final Fantasy XIV in my life, but I would definitely try it out. If it helps, Red Dead Redemption Two. Uh, here, here's the thing: Red Dead Redemption Two has that no other Rockstar game specifically has. Is it has the missions? You know how the missions are nice and short in your typical Rockstar game. They're mm-hmm. still nice and short in Red Dead Redemption Two, but they are very, very, very well structured in terms of short fiction. And that each of them feels like a delicious experience. So okay. it just playing one mission feels like something. And also more, if I can just review Red Dead Redemption 2 here for a minute. It, again, not only is it well written, it is about something uh, politically and uh, uh, just thematically. It has themes uh, and it, it actually is about a thing, uh, which you can't really say about a whole lot of stuff. And it is uh, more so than other Rockstar games. You don't really have to do side quests. You can, obviously, but if you don't do any side quests and just go straight through the story, it feels genuinely still very meaningful and impactful and fun and whatever. And that uh, all comes through on like a mission-to-mission basis? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, cool. I, I'll try that. In fact, it probably comes through better if you're not uh, like binging it. Uh, sure. Because the, the, the setup of the game is you're a bunch of cowboys in a camp. And you're trying to found a, a community which can become a town, a village, a city. It's 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 about American exceptionalism, right? So it's and I mean it's there's a whole lot of stuff in there, and it's very very subtly and smartly written. Uh, it's just a genuinely good game. That it's weird that it's not in the. It's weird that it's not higher than what eight on Metacritic's list. Seven is that what you're it's saying? Seven on Metacritic. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's, it's yeah. Okay, maybe seventeen. I don't know. I would I would assume it'd be like top five but no there are too many people who think it's woke <laughs> or uh that it's uh what what are the other words slow people think it's slow i don't know they they don't like that it's not exactly that we don't have that uh that it robbed them of grand theft auto 6 is another thing that you you see in a lot of the metacritic one out of 10 reviews for uh, user reviews for red dead redemption 2 it's like give us grand theft auto 6 not this top of the list then yeah, yeah so far list. we're hewing pretty close to the list itself i have a feeling that's about to change Uh-oh. number six Let's is do it. super mario galaxy 2 oh i would put that bottom of the list it's an unremarkable 3d platforming game yeah no, it's just unremarkable can't put that uh on uh, over disco elysium uh, I mostly watch 3D Mario games. I don't play them. Well, you're the you're one of the lucky ones. <laughs> um, to me, it's uh, second on the list so far. I'd rather play that than the the rest. But that's me. really. I think we yeah. can all agree that that Balan Wonderworld is better, right? Yes, absolutely. Uh, because the the creator, of, the director of Balan Wonderworld, 
is in jail. He is in jail. <laughs> and the director of Super Mario Galaxy 2 should be should in jail. Be in jail. <laughs> uh, no, Super Mario Galaxy 2 is better than Super Mario Galaxy 1 by a long shot, though. You know, it's funny you should say that because number five is Super Mario Galaxy 1. <laughs> That's so depressing. Uh, I don't want to play either of those games. <laughs> yeah, I also don't want to play either of those okay, games. Okay, so Frank, where would you put Mario Galaxy 1 versus well, Mario Galaxy 2? I haven't, I haven't 2? played 2. Oh, you haven't? And I've oh. been told that it's better. Uh, it's better because it doesn't have a stupid, like, hub world nonsense. It just it has a menu. That uh, didn't bother me. I, I, I loved Galaxy. Well, I mean, I that's, that's not why it's better, but uh, sure. it's also, it's also just got actual, like, level designs instead of point your pointer at some fl- space junk and fly toward it. A yippee wahoo. Charles Martinet can't even remember what Mario's voice is supposed to sound like in Super Mario Galaxy. Galaxy. He gets it wrong, like, half the time. It's very uh, perplexing. Well, that's what happens when you're out in space. The vocal cords shift. Mm-hmm. That makes that's sense. what happens when you... I mean, he's he's been out in space for years now, if you know what I mean. <laughs> I'm talking about that moon dust that he, uh, he, <laughs> You know, you're not... You're supposed to put it up your nose, Charles. Not, you know... You're supposed to put a little bit of it in the nose, not a whole snowball handful in your, in your mouth, you know? Wahoo yippee. Number four is Soul Calibur. But, but we didn't rank them. <laughs> yeah, no, we did. The... We put them at the bottom of the list. Uh, Wait, did okay. we? Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Brandon, Brandon didn't step in, so we got... Okay, it Brandon, got... do you want to step in? I mean, I don't want to play those games, but... um. <laughs> yeah, I assumed you would put them <laughs> but, on the bottom as a famous Nintendo hater. But I feel what? like that kind of excludes me really from, from ranking them, because Would you play I... Super Bonk Galaxy? Yeah, I'd give it a shot. <laughs> Now, I, I feel like I shouldn't be allowed... Actually, I feel like I probably shouldn't be allowed to vote on most of these, because I think most of them are just, like, not really for me. Uh, so You that's, should play Red Dead Redemption 2, though, I think. Yeah, I'll I give it a shot eventually. You'd, but you'd like that one. S- somebody should... Uh, y'all should have a little discussion about where it goes, just because Frank yeah. wants them at the top and Tim wants them at the bottom. And uh, Would you rather play the Galaxies than Breath of the Wild, Frank? Would I rather play the... Yes, I would. Hmm. Yeah, I, I, you, or you, you, I mean, yeah, I, I don't know, man. I would rather put. Wait, so Breath of the Wild. The so what's our number one so far? Right now, our number one is Red Dead Redemption Two. Okay, that's our number one. What's our number two? Is that Breath Grand of the, the Wild? Five. I mean, if you put them over, okay, they're on the bottom now, but there's probably going to be a bunch of stuff underneath them in a little bit. If I if I know if I know gamers, I know that there's going to be some stuff under these games. Probably Ocarina of Time is number one or whatever. Throw that on the bottom. No spoilers. Yeah, like, I mean, no offense to Ocarina of Time, but, uh, I mean, get God darn blasted. Okay, let's let's just hear some more of these games, and then we'll, we'll look at this list as we go. Can we compromise by putting them above Disco Elysium for now? Hmm. I mean, that's, uh, I don't know, didn't the uh, Disco Elysium creative directors get canceled recently? Only sort of. Cancel themselves or whatever. They they kind of, there was a little bit of self cancellation happening. I wish I could cancel myself. Um, Um, So, I mean, in terms of what's better, yeah, Disco Elysium. In terms of what I'd rather play right now, I mean, I'm not going to play Disco Elysium a second time. Like, I've just put put them up there. Just put them up there. Who cares? Yeah, put them up there. I don't care. Uh, The next game is Soul Calibur. I'd put Soul Calibur on the bottom. I'd slop it on the bottom. That's a game from 1999. The gamers' obsession with Soul Calibur. Uh, as a game, it was a cheap trick. It was a one trick. It was a cool looking game when it came out, but it has been so snowed over with infinitely better games that it's a little bit insulting to 
the likes of Daisuke Ishiwatari uh, that people continue to just uh, flop out Soul Calibur as their example of a good fighting game or whatever. It's it's broke. It's busted. It's it's old. It's uh, it's crusty. It's trash. I mean, it's it's wonderful, but it's it's old and busted. Stop idolizing Soul Calibur. Make yourself a, a Kobe beef burger out of that particular sacred cow and play Guilty Gear for God's sake. Any Soul Calibur Thank defenders you. here? Uh, I'm good at it in arcades. I can usually make five bucks if I bet somebody. But other than that, uh, I like Soul Calibur. I grew up on it. It does not really hold up. I agree with that. There's certainly better stuff that. It's old and busted. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was, I mean, Soul Edge was better than Soul Calibur. I was telling people this when, uh, when Soul Calibur came out, I was like, Soul Edge is better. And people were like, you mean Soul Blade? And I was like, yeah. <laughs> uh, also also known as Soul Blade. Soul Calibur 2, a lot better. Uh, it is much like, better, yeah. I like Soul Calibur 3. I fell into that weird RTS single player mode they oh, had. Oh, I know the one. I think the newer Soul, Soul Caliburs are all generally pretty okay when, when one comes out. Yeah. It's just, it was a moment that that game just kind of established it's just earned immortality in five seconds and it's never let go it looked really cool on the dreamcast it was yeah. a reason to have a dreamcast that was the only thing i was gonna say is this is the only dreamcast game on here but still sure yeah i don't know I don't well i mean it's not really a dreamcast game it's it's an arcade game it's so true. i mean like whatever but it is kind of a dreamcast game because it looked better on the dreamcast than it did in the arcade yeah, maybe that's the dreamcast's problem uh that uh we yep. were excited about an arcade. I don't know. Who knows? I don't know. Who cares? Talking about Dreamcast later someday. Thank you. Yeah, I was thinking bottom. Yeah, yeah I, I, I think, put, I put think it on the bottom. bottom. Yeah, it is. It is yeah. a twenty-two year, twenty-three year old fighting game. I mean, come on. All right. Uh, game number three is Grand Theft Auto Four. I would put that uh, above Soul Calibur. Hmm. I mean, I'd put it above the Mario Galaxy. Again, you know. Yeah. I don't know. Put it ab- put it above Soul Calibur. It's an yeah, old, it's sure. it's a good game. Those games are good, whatever. It's the one I remember liking most. Uh, I don't know if it holds up in any way. Yeah, that though. was my game. You might see that like as with so many things on a list like this, you might only remember liking it most because of a specific age you were sure, or that's a specific true. place, right, right? So a specific place These are you were when you played it. Dependent. Yeah, yeah. If we're trying to divorce them from that, are we? I don't know. With the whole "would we play it right now" thing, yeah, I I played Grand Theft Auto for somewhat recently, not today. Uh, it was about four days ago I played it. Though, though, uh, yeah, uh, that game's still all right. Like whatever, it can go above Soul Calibur. A- anyone have a problem with that? It's got no, cousin no. Nico in it. Yeah, Nico, my cousin. cousin. Yeah, I mean he's my cousin. It's got a Russian radio station. I missed that in five. It's got good tunes in it. Yeah. Okay, Grand Theft Auto Four, number three, but our near the bottom. Uh, number two is Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 2. Oh, THPS 2. That just came up very recently on this show. Yeah. Uh, I actually like the, the remaster for the PC. Uh, the most recent remaster that has authentically aged skaters. Yeah, I like that too. I mentioned the authentically aged skaters on a stream a while back and someone goes, I thought that was just a meme. And I was like, <laughs> I, I, I almost pressed the button to just end the stream. Uh, that, was, that was a very cool idea to have all of those same people and like here they are much later yeah it rules um, uh, the, it, I, I assume we're talking about the original Tony Hawk 2 would I rather play that I mean the problem is like the would I play this right now thing is going to greatly wait toward games that I can play about 5 to 10 minutes of 
Well, it can yeah. be whatever you want. We're adjusting on the fly here. So THPS2, see, uh, you know, I would throw it in the trash next to Skate 3, you know? Sure. Which is which is 4K 60 FPS, backward compatible on the Xbox uh, Series X. A native 4K. It looks beautiful. It looks incredible. And it's just the old game. So. And I assume Skate 3 is number one on this list. Uh, probably. It's probably up there. Who can tell? Yeah. Uh, but THPS, so like Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 2 being up there, uh, near Soul Calibur, uh, 1999. Uh, you know, this just kind of speaks to, you know, gamers got locked in, man. Gamers got locked in at a very specific point in history, and we're about to find out what locked them in. <laughs> we we sure know? are. <laughs> yeah. And it's, uh, I don't have time to get into the complexity with which I have somewhat recently regarded this warden of the gamer's jail. Though uh, the fact that uh, little cracks of light entering the, the 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 spaces between the bricks of said disgusting prison uh, happen in the in the shape of Soul Caliber and Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 2, you know you're really seeing just the, the the crucible of the dorm room that formulated the exact thimble of of the gamer's sippy cup. Put it under Disco Elysium. I don't know. Above four? Yeah, sure. Yeah. Everything is just above or below Disco Elysium yeah. at this point. Yeah. yeah. It's weird. Right. It's weird that it's on there. It's probably because of some swarm of activity. Somebody probably wrote a bot. Can't trust this trash. <laughs> and uh, our number one uh, highest rated and reviewed video game of all time, as measured by Metacritic, is, of yeah. course, mm -hmm. uh, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 3. No, I'm just kidding. It's the Citizen Kane of video games, The Legend of Zelda, The Ocarina of Time. It's all right. That's my review. It's all right. Yeah. I mean, I have so many thoughts about it because I played the heck. I played I played it until there was no more heck left in it very recently. Um, not even for an upcoming video project. I played it for a variety of reasons. And, I mean, I was, I was a full adult when the game came out. Basically a full adult, right? Um, I liked it when it came out. I liked Majora's Mask, but going back to that game now, that is that is a crusty, dusty video game, dude. Yeah. I dare, I dare say the original Tomb Raider has aged better. Instead of Zelda: Ocarina of Time, you should play Tomb Raider One and Super Mario 64, and then Breath of the Wild. I don't know. I don't think uh, that, that is a crusty, dusty game, dude. Yeah, I don't have much affection for Zelda games to kind of begin with. Uh, I played Ocarina, or, like, I played half of it and then watched someone play the rest. Uh, and that was in, like, 2014. And I, I, oh. I thought, yeah, I see how this could be yeah, important. You, you, and you good, missed but... the boat, by which I mean the pr the boat to prison. The, yeah, the I didn't really from, want on that boat. You missed, you missed the boat from the beginning of Dark Savior, uh, <laughs> which is a boat, a boat to prison. So that's a... Uh, Ocarina of Time put gamers in a, a philosophical jail in which they, they continue to willingly wallow. And it is such an archetype. It is so talked about. I will never use the word overrated because uh, it's just traction. It got that jail-style traction all the way back in 1990. God darn eight. The moment people learned about the ability to pre-order such a thing. And they've been locked in ever since the first letters columns on videogames.com or Imagine Games Network 
emerged from the ethereal woodwork, gamers have willingly thrown away the key to the cell labeled Zelda 64, you know? And they've just been stuck in there. Their brains have been locked in that jail for a very long time. And it's okay, game's all right. Did some neat stuff with geometry. It's kinda got Luigi and Mario in there. True. Uh, uh, you know, it's got, you can play an ocarina. A lot of people, you know, you can, it's, it's okay to admit who you are. A lot of people didn't know what an ocarina was before they played that game. Some people went years thinking it was something from Zelda until they see one in real life and realize it's not from Zelda. It's from right here. I was standing by someone's side when they had that realization once. God darn goosebumps upside down ones you know thousands of little tiny dimples in my skin at that moment inverse goosebumps jerry inverse ones upside down ones castlevania symphony of the night part two goosebumps i feel like it did a lot of stuff at the time people were hoping that kind of stuff would be done it feels like a the the game that people were hoping would exist and then it existed and they're like okay best game ever it did stuff that was already done elsewhere. Sure. Uh, better. I mean, it was done better elsewhere, but here it's all done. You know, it's it's come on down to the god darn sizzler. We've got uh, all this stuff. You want bread? We got free bread. It's been sitting here for a day. Come eat some hard bread. And we poured Nintendo polish over all of it. Except, interestingly, uh, you know, this is this is this is fun. Uh, a fun little data point is that polish is almost nowhere to be seen in Ocarina of Time. It is remarkably unpolished. It is remarkably rough, which is why it's interesting that so many people keep <laughs> like remaking segments of Ocarina of Time in the Unreal Engine just for the Twitter <laughs> engagement. Right? It's like you know, you just made something way better like objectively better. I'm a professional video game critic. Let me tell you kids, you made something better. Just make something new and uh, it'll be better as well. I don't know. So we all unequivocally stand by the statement that Disco Elysium is better than Ocarina of Time. I do. Yeah, I'd put it in there. I love Ocarina of Time. It was a game that really like opened my eyes to what video games could do. But yeah, that's just me projecting myself to where I was at a particular point in time. Played this game with my dad. Dad, if you're listening, yes, it's still the best game of all time. You don't have to update your personal <laughs> files. I'm too hardcore a fan of Link to the Past and Link's Awakening. And I don't like uh, the fact that every uh, every person who's like one or two years younger than me, it seems to have the opinion that all the Zelda games before Ocarina of Time weren't that good. I've seen people say this. Oh. They're, they're coming for Casablanca next, I'm telling you. I will say not only <laughs> would I rather play Link to the Past and Link's Awakening more than Ocarina of Time, but I have played them many more times than I have Ocarina of Time. They are, they are rock-solid yeah. action games of the highest caliber, they're higher great. than Soul Caliber. And then, uh, I mean, I've got way too much. I've got actual articulate thoughts about Ocarina of Time that I don't want to, we don't have time to get into right now. Uh, no, I'm not going to review Ocarina of Time. I, I played it just to try to uh, refresh my cultural cachet for this game, you know, to try to keep it up to date. And I'm being as negative as I can here, uh, partially out of a, a desire to remain theatrical, though also 
um, it, it's it's just I think we can uh, we can kind of quietly remove its masterpiece badge at some okay. point in the future. So you know if, if anybody on Metacritic wants to get around to that, just to take its its verification badge off or whatever it is, and try out Link Between Worlds. That one's Link really Between good. Worlds rules. Yeah, that's uh, that's a real good one. Here's what I'd like to propose. We put Ocarina of Time below Disco Elysium, uh-huh. maybe above Tony Hawk Pro Skater 2. What do you think? Sure. I'm all right with that. You can do it. We'll do that. And I'd like to make one more adjustment. We right. raise Disco Elysium 2 above Super Mario Galaxy 2. I mean, I'm in favor sure. of that. Like sure. I was saying, uh, you know, Super Mario Galaxy 1 and 2 were at the bottom early yeah. and now they, they're moved up they can, yeah they can that, that up. is that is the little joke i was making there yeah 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 very good very good i would rather play mario galaxy 2 than ocarina of time oh that's fun our bottom two are number one two three and four i really Love think that. if if nintendo okay so here's here's okay i know i'm gonna get a hundred people asking me about ocarina of time so give me a second here uh if nintendo were to do a remake of ocarina of time that uh fixes the camera lets me use the right analog stick to move the camera maybe it's 60 fps Maybe it has a couple of, uh, you know, menus that are a little more responsive. I played it on real Nintendo 64 hardware uh, when I replayed it. You know, like I played it under the the exact original specifications. If they were to just make make it with just a nice camera that I can control, uh, it would be a much, much better game. But it would still also not be super duper great. Thank you. Okay, we have a list here. Thank you. Uh, and uh, we'll publish it on forums.insertcredit.com. And you'll be able to see it on the Patreon. Uh, this is the point in the show where we recommend things or plug projects we have in development if we are so inclined to do that. Uh, does anyone have anything they'd like to share this week? Real quick, I just want to pop in and say we put number seven out of ten at number one. Oh, yeah, we sure did. Oh, very interesting. Nice. Good observation. Uh, I'm going to recommend uh, uh, Nutritional Yeast. Uh, Not yeast! As a throwback to the beginning of this episode. It's great. Good stuff. Just put that on anything savory. Just throw it right on there. I I can't uh, vocally endorse Nutritional Yeast. You know why? Because as soon as, if I ever mention it, someone goes, oh, so you're a vegan? (laughs) Is that what you eat instead of cheese? Do you put it on macaroni and call it macaroni and cheese? And I'm like, oh my God, just kill me. If if your pet is not eating... Well, mm-hmm. you can uh, sprinkle some nutritional yeast on there. That's a trick that we've been using in, Ooh, in I never in, thought of that in my oh, family. That's cool. Yeah, it's not bad for them. Obviously, they shouldn't have a huge amount because it's salty. Um, but sometimes yeah. it also makes them drink more, which sometimes they also need to do. So, uh, like, don't dump it on there, but sprinkle sprinkle a dusting. And in my experience, it gets. I got um, Jake Kasdell's cat was under was underweight because of having um, kidney failure, which all old cats pretty much get um, and wasn't eating very much and i bought i had to i basically had to order it from amazon because no store in no grocery store in kyoto carried nutritional yeast and they were uh very they don't they don't have the berkeley bowl in in kyoto i guess those losers um anyway i ordered some from amazon japan and uh, i got this cat i got this cat to gain like two pounds in uh in a month it was pretty pretty good so um, I just I give I give my dog a little bit of a little bit of mozzarella cheese. They love he's that. Not, he's not super hungry. We got the uh, we got some of that organic peanut butter. Dogs love cheese. They love peanut butter. I was getting this. I bought this peanut butter for some reason. Uh, Skippy Super Chunk has disappeared from my neighborhood and hmm. has been replaced with some brand that I've never seen before at every single store. I mean, dogs shouldn't have Skippy because it's got sugar in it. 
Well, yeah, I don't give them Skippy. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm, I'm I'm telling a story here. So uh, I I bought this brand of peanut butter, or I was jokingly referring to it for a time as communist peanut butter, uh, which just seems like just, I just invented like some Midwestern guy who thinks any brand that's not a uh, it's not even really invented. There's probably a lot of guys like this who just thinks any brand that's not like the one he recognizes is is by communists. Uh, so the communist peanut butter. But no, I give my dog the Whole Foods peanut butter, the big WF. Nice. That's uh, that organic one. He loves it. I mean, he goes he goes flat out bonkers for it. It's very funny. Well, you know, if you have a Berkeley ball out there, you could get the the stuff that they make. That's right. Uh, the, the fresh ground. Yeah. Yeah, I used to get that. I mean, well, you got a Whole Foods where they 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 have a grinder. Yeah, that's you got the Whole Foods. That's true. Yeah, I mean, Berkeley Bowl is basically just an off like a store brand Whole Foods, which makes it uh, by default better than Whole Foods because at Whole Foods the store brand stuff is better than other stuff. Uh, you know, so like uh, the Berkeley brand is a is a store brand Whole Foods, which is like the ultimate paradox somehow, mm-hmm. and that's why it's the best supermarket. It's the second best supermarket in in the world. The number one and best is Wegmans. So one of my few brands I wholeheartedly endorse is Wegmans. If you got a supermarket, if you got a Wegmans supermarket anywhere near where you are, um, it's worth driving three hours to. I'm just kidding. No, don't drive three Not hours to, to Wegmans. Not to be confused with Redner's. We were going to get uh, like an apple pie or a pumpkin pie because it's Thanksgiving coming up. And uh, I was like, we should go to Wegmans and get it. But it's like Wegmans is like, we used to live close to Wegmans, close enough to go there like once a week. Now we, you know, we moved three miles away from the Wegmans. So it takes about four and a half hours to get there. Um, that's a New York joke. It's in Brooklyn. So I forget about it, Jake. It's Chinatown. It's the favorite grocery store of uh, FBI agents. We G-mans. Oh, yeah. Oh, well done. Thanks. I mean, technically, uh, I mean, I, I could I could really poke a whole bunch of holes in, in your nomenclature there, uh, Carl. <laughs> oh, could you? Uh, I, but uh, I, let's let's not bother. <laughs> so let's not get too deep into it. I thought uh, that was rock solid. <laughs> no, there's a, there's uh, a, you know, you, you clearly haven't been raised uh, uh, to uh, uh, hold in utmost regard the uh, intel- the individuals of the intelligence industry. Uh, but it's that's probably good. Uh, <laughs> it probably works out better for you. Uh, there's a, no, I'm not going to, never mind. I'm not going to get into Let, this let's here. Let's not. Uh, does anyone else have anything? I've thought a long time about what I would recommend if I was on the show and I never really came up with a good answer. Um, but I've talked about my wife a lot and my wife has showed me the show Princess Tutu, which is an anime that I really, really, really strongly recommend you watch. It's extremely good. I know Jaffe can back me up on that. It's great. No is notes. It on the, is it on the Crunchyroll or whatever? I can't find it anywhere. I, it's, it's on the Pirate Bay. All right. I think you'll find it on Fandango. Nice. <laughs> Fandango's gone. R.I.P. Fandango. Fandango. You'll have a real good time with that. I'll give it a look. I have a recommendation, which is the band Duma from Kenya. They're a uh, industrial metal-ish band. I was just reminded of them because they're coming to play in Oakland in on the on the thirtieth, which is in eight days. You might still have time to buy tickets if you're in the if you're in the Bay Area. You could go see them at the at the Elbow Room before it shuts down. Um, like all other things in Oakland, everything's everything's shutting down, and anything that's cool can't exist anymore. It's not allowed. So um, yeah. Anyway, check out Duma. You might you might find it interesting. It's got a, a unique vibe. The end. I just want to recommend that. Uh... I'm not actually recommending you go to Wegmans. I don't want to be seen as though I'm endorsing or advertising anything 
for complicated business reasons. Thank you. All, all right. Thank you. Thank uh, you. Recommendation nothing, rescinded. Nothing so mundane as a grocery store uh, recommended by me. Not here, not today, Jerry. I have some recommendations. I'd like to recommend that if you're listening to this show in some format where you can subscribe to or review podcasts, especially iTunes, we really needed an iTunes because of a RSS refresh. The incident. Yeah, the incident. <laughs> uh, that you do that for us to help keep the algorithms in our favor. You can also go to patreon.com slash insert credit, the home of all the questions you heard today, uh, where you could become a patron to submit your own topics, listen to monthly bonus episodes, get other exclusive content. Do not send your questions to Tim Rogers. You will fall on deaf ears mm -hmm. and you'll be ridiculed. Uh, you can also join our community at forums.insertcredit.com or look for insert credit on YouTube or are we doing a hive or a mastodon? Is that happening? We'll know. figure it out. We'll see. Uh, whichever of them's the least evil. Uh, this show is edited by Esper Quinn. Wahoo! With original right. music by Kurt Feldman. I'm Alex Jaffe. I'm Frank Cifaldi. I'm Tim Rogers. I'm Brandon Sheffield. I'm Esper Quinn. Wahoo! Wahoo! <laughs> and you may now extract your Draculas. Esper, uh, you haven't yes. done this before, but what you want to do is you're going to want to take your audio and upload it to Google Drive, make a link to that, and put that in the chat so that our editor can download it and uh, sync it with the rest That's of the That's a very good joke. Okay. I'll, I'll, I'll make sure to do that. Uh, thanks for letting me hang out, everybody. This was a cool time. Yeah, thanks for yeah, coming. It was great. Yeah, smoke weed. Smoke Definitely. weed. Hey, I'm probably about to in all, all seriousness. I'll smoke weed. Well, enjoy yourself. Okay. Thanks. You're allowed. It's legal. <laughs> I don't need to edit right now. <laughs>